to another episode of Bounty Buddies. This time, it's Obi-Wan time. I am one of your hosts, Tim Lanning, and joining me, as always, is Pat Edwards. Hi, all my buddies. Uh, Tim, why do you always call me when I have a mouthful of beverage? I wasn't looking. Uh, that's, I'm sorry. Uh, and Jane Ritt. Hi, everybody. And special guest, Adam Lance Garcia. Hi. Thank you for having me, guys. Thanks for being here. Yeah. We're talking about Star Wars. Who doesn't want to talk about Star Wars? Exactly. You are a Star Wars aficionado, a <laughs> writer, producer, uh, creator of all types. Do you want to tell our o- audience real quick where they can find you? I like to do a, a quick plug for new folks at the top. Uh, yeah, you can find me mostly on Twitter at Adam Lance Garcia, at Adam L. Garcia on Instagram. Basically anything Adam Lance Garcia. And if you want to check out some of my writing work, I have an audio drama called The Green Llama with one L that you can listen to. It's a full cast. Uh, very much inspired by Star Wars, uh, but a sort of a pulp hero stuff. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm also writing and producing for Vanity Fair. I do some weird stuff there. Um, that's the the quick version of what I do. I'm very tired oh, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, all the time. That's cool. That's uh, cool. But there's nothing rules. like talking about Star Wars to get your energy back up. So true. Oh yes. What what has your opinion be, been on the previous live action Star Wars? your Mandalorians and your Boba Fetts? Um, generally, like, uh, you know, I want to say kind of mixed. Uh, I've enjoyed them overall. And and I'll put it this way, because, like, as someone who grew up reading the Expanded Universe and loving sort of seeing the different corners of the universe, it was very exciting to see, you know, kind of what the Expanded Universe was for us back in the day in live action. You know, like, here's, yeah. like, this Mandalorian with fibroblades and having all these adventures <laughs> and stuff like that. That's really cool. Um, I think... The first season of Mandalorian was okay. Um, I think the, them still learning the how to use a volume was kind of felt. Um, the yeah. scale of it really wasn't there. I liked the second season better, um, even though it was very cameo heavy. I thought the cameos sort of tied really well into yeah. Din's yeah. arc. There was a lot of um, stuff in Boba Fett that I liked in theory, um, not necessarily <laughs> yeah. in execution. Um but I think with Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, I, I guess, like, uh, it's been exactly kind of what I've wanted. It's not perfect, but at the yeah. same time, it's like, I've, yeah. I, I'm, I remember watching those first two episodes being like, yep, that, yep, this is exactly what I needed to be. And, uh, you know, I think it's a, definitely a, a step in the right direction. Uh, both, for sure. not, and not just for, for, for Star Wars, I think for Disney Plus, I think a lot yeah. of the stuff that Disney has been putting out, whether it be Marvel or uh, or Star Wars, um, hasn't really challenged the audience in ways that I think Obi Wan Kenobi has. So that's another conversation. Uh, so yeah, I think I it's it's exactly what I want it to be. Yeah, I yeah. feel like just at the top, you know, all of the live action Disney Plus shows have felt a little bit to me like you have a family recipe and you keep trying, you keep trying it and it doesn't yeah. quite hit. So you try adding a little more of this or a little more of that. And for me, Obi-Wan Kenobi is like that consistency of like, yes, there aren't many moments where I feel completely thrown out of the context of the show where things are so surprising or disruptive that I have to be like, wait a minute, what is going on? Right. Um, I feel very like uh, sucked in and they keep my attention, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't know what cameos they can always 
rely on. I think in The Mandalorian, they did a lot of stuff from Clone Wars, and I thought that was interesting, even though I haven't seen Clone Wars, uh, or all of it, I guess you'd say. But for, you know, the constant time that we're jumping around from time scales and things like that, like for most of The Mandalorian, I had to remind myself that Obi-Wan Kenobi's dead. And then for all of Boba Fett, I'm like, wait, what is, when, when are we again? Is this... Yeah. You know, are we five days away from this? Are we six days away from that? But and I, I like to say that there's exactly one good season of Mandalorian, just kind of spread out uh, betwixt the, the two there. And the, the Obi-Wan so far has felt, quote unquote, expensive, whereas um, Mandalorian didn't always. Like, it had a lot of spectacle when it needed it, but um, the the quiet moments so far in Obi-Wan. And uh, so you said you, you enjoyed the, the first two episodes? Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the first two episodes, and I think the reason why is, you know, I think when I remember hearing about the show, I was like, oh, is this just going to be on Tatooine? Is this going to be, like, basically the John yes. Jackson Miller story? Uh, which is, the novel's very good, but it really was like, I'm like, you know, what are you actually going to do with this? Um, and then there was also the other side of it, like, how are you going to make him leave uh, Tatooine and right. it be a, like a legitimate reason for him to le- leave. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And I think it, in every step, I think the decisions, the story decisions they've made have felt natural and right. You know, I like, yeah. I like how broken he is. Uh, it makes perfect sense for where he is in this timeline. I like that it's Leia that he is, uh, going to go find that feels it, it, it connects him to her story a little bit more. Um, I like the Inquisitors. I like Reva. I like uh, how Vader is brought into it. Um, you know, we'll talk more about that in this episode. But I just those first two episodes all felt like I like. It just it, it just felt right at every single stage. It was, yeah. you know, I I like that he's like I don't know if I can do this, and uh, even like the the arc of him discovering that there's hope in the galaxy where like you have uh. Um, Kamal's, uh, I'm mispronouncing the, night, the name. Estri, um, Haja Estri. Yeah, Estri, Estri. Uh, that character, like him being this, uh, you know, grifter who actually has a heart of gold um, yeah. and s- helping them when they needed it. Uh, Leia being just 100% Leia at 10 years old, which I, I, I yeah, adore. Totally. Ugh, um, so good. You know, and their interplay, um, you know, just the state of the galaxy. Uh, there's just a lot of things that I really like. It doesn't, it, it, it could have easily been, you know, one of my biggest problems with uh, the Bad Batch was it felt like the cameo rodeo where basically mm-hmm. every other episode was like, hey, here's this character from Clone Wars, this character from Rebels, this character from the live action, um, or here's the rank, or here's this. It never felt like these characters were really kind of on their own journey where this feels like I was worried um, that we would just have like a cameo, 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 cameo. Right. Like, even having Owen Lars in the first episode, uh, like sure that's a cameo, but it, like it makes sense for them to have this interaction. Exactly. Um, and it's like you have their conversation where like you don't care uh, if he's okay, you care if he's showing. It's you learn so much about Owen's character, and you learn so much about um, Obi Wan's character in that conversation. They're, right. they're dynamic characters. Neither is wrong in this situation, uh, but they're at odds, and that's a really cool story to tell. Uh, so, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it, it, I've been very, very pleased with this season. Yeah, and it's interesting too because Obi Wan is such a big character; they don't have to do any 
uh, weight lifting, so to speak, yeah. in order for us to be like, okay, we know who this guy is, you know, and he doesn't wear a mask and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're able to kind of spin out and like, do what I'm going to call a reverse cameo, which I think yeah. is just character development and having characters in your thing. <laughs> Because now it's like, all right, we get to show Reva and how cool she is and Indira mm. uh, Varma's character and just kind of make the world deeper. Yeah. Um, I guess with that, do you guys want to get into broad thoughts on episode three before we jump into our point by point um, uh, thoughts? Uh, yeah. uh, Jane and Pat, I know in our, our G chat, we're like, oh, we got a lot to say. I'm, I'm, I liked it, but I am mixed. And uh, th- the only thing that I'm mixed on is if... It would be like if I had too many marshmallows in my tricks cereal. Uh, I am real caught off guard that they they broke the Darth Vader in case of uh, uh, you know plot break Darth Vader thing. And part of it is just me being on edge and uh, kind of like you said, Adam, like the cameo stuff. I don't really think that we needed Darth Vader, but I think it wasn't bad. And I think the more I kind of like sit on it. It was awesome, and it whipped ass. Uh, so <laughs> even though I'm like constantly, uh, I, I think it was cool enough. And it, it, I think if you go back and listen to last episode of Bounty Buddies, I think we were wrong about everything, and I think that's neat, including oh, we were, uh, we were so including the day that the show airs, yeah. <laughs> which I've kind of sworn we would be able to get that one correct. But uh, yeah, uh, um, how about y'all? What's your overall thoughts? I, I, all I'm going to say is. All art is subjective, but so that being said, I thought this episode was great, and if you didn't like it, you're wrong. You're just wrong. Okay. So. <laughs> I enjoyed it top to bottom. I thought that we, every character who is featured got at least one really good characterization moment, including mm-hmm. a new character who I feel like was introduced with a great deal of uh, yes. characterization economy. Like yeah, just the like, mole man. We're all this... talking about the mole guy. Yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> Freck, Freck, we got to talk about Zach Freck. My yeah. Um, we've got to talk about Freck. We've got to talk about Coming Freck. Coming in what the Freck? this fall. What the Freck? No, but um, I feel like uh, they haven't had... They've introduced characters and plot points and action with, like, the absolute shortest paragraph that yeah. they mm-hmm. can. So true. Um, they're not over explaining things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm constantly surprised and impressed by how a single moment can advance two different parts of the story. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. Uh, there, I mean, there's some unevenness, but I think from start to finish, this is probably the most consistent hour of Star Wars that I've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I, I really enjoy this episode. And I, there's a few things, like, even with Tim, like, you mentioned, uh, like, the, the Vader of it all. I was pleasantly surprised by how early they brought him in. Uh, yeah. Partially because it was, like, I kind of felt like, well, this is what this show is leading towards. Like, I thought this was right, going to be, exactly. like, episode five, episode six, that we would see it. Um, and now it happens in episode three. Um, and it felt like the right place for it to happen. Uh, but also means like, well, what happens next? Like now I'm like, I don't know what episode four, five, and six are because right. it, 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 un- it went against my expectations, which exactly. I like. I like it when, uh, stories don't, when stories surprise me. Um, 
and Especially with, for a Disney Plus show, right? Oh, exactly. Like, of, of, yeah. Breaking the formula, so to speak. Yeah, because like we're so used to like, all right, we're gonna have the fifth episode introduce the villain, mm-hmm. and and like, and then we have to fight them for some freaking reason. Uh, <laughs> but um, but like I with this specifically, it's like I I keep on thinking of um, this one episode of Breaking Bad where I uh, there's a mid basically uh, Frank. Uh, Walt's uh, brother-in-law is attacked by these two bounty hunters. And any other show, it would be like he would get a shot at and then cut to black credits and then you have to deal with it next week. That Mm -hmm. scene, that big climactic scene happens midway through the episode. So you're like, okay, we're now, we're in this. We're in this for the entire episode now. This is like, we have the majority of the episode left. And so having the Vader fight happen where it does, it makes me feel like, okay, well, there's a lot. We're we're, we're in this now. We're deep in it. Um, and to Jane's point, like the, the, the economy that they have with, uh, character introductions has been astounding and how human people have talked, uh, how, how human and realistic and dynamic they talk. It's, I think that's one of the biggest things about the Mandalorian, uh, is I, people really don't necessarily talk like people in that series. Yeah. Um, they talk like, they talk like Star Wars characters, which if fine, but also at the same time, I, <laughs> I, I like how when, Leia asks him how the force works and she's and he says, Have you ever been scared of the dark? Um, yes. And when you turn on the light, I forget exactly what it says uh, he says, but it's like, uh, how do you feel when the, the light turns on? I feel safe. He's like, Yes, it's like that. I'm like, Yeah, I believe that conversation. I believe that um that is a way you would talk to a child about the force in a way that felt just I'm like, yeah, that's how the force works. But also, I've never heard it described like that. So, yeah. I I just think it's really. I just I had a ball. I like why. I like I I was half awake because I went for I went for a six mile run this morning like an idiot, and I like was like <laughs> I'm gonna lay in bed and watch this, and I'll probably pass out. And I just watched the entire thing before we got onto this because it's yeah. just that good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that um, uh, the the one of the main reasons why I decided that seeing Darth Vader on screen is good other than it being Darth Vader is I think them breaking that expectation is like, Oh, they're definitely going to fight in the final episode of the fifth episode. But I think what they're going to do is let Reva have that fight, which I thought Mm -hmm. is such a cool choice to do because yeah, you you can't, there's not any stakes for Obi-Wan to fight Darth Vader because it's a prequel. Sure. We can see a lot of fun stuff in in this episode, you know, uh, Obi-Wan can, uh, uh, Ewan McGregor's face acting is really good with against the the blue lightsaber, but the the thing of like oh okay you trust Reva enough to be like the fight and she is the bad guy and she is you know winning uh, uh, these their sort of cat and mouse game and and all it's, that good stuff. It's another example of again this show doing and to Jane your point like all su- kind of surprising for like these Disney Plus shows that is not paint by numbers of. They're not doing the expected thing. We talked about it with the first episode when Obi-Wan's first introduced of in any other show, they would have had him give his day's pay to the other worker who'd been stiff. Right. It's like, a, remember, yeah. he's what a good guy he is. And it's like they, they aren't doing that. And um, I love and I wasn't we were expecting it again because we keep expecting the show to do the predictable thing. But I love that they did it for a number of reasons that we'll get into. But essentially, like because we've already acknowledged that he has a long way to go. He is out of practice. He is rusty. He's acting really well. You know, he had closed himself off from the force and he was still resisting up until this point. And we'll talk about more detail examples of that. He was still resisting going yeah. full on in. 
and I think it's good for him. It'll be good for his character to have this, to have had this, uh, basically get his ass kicked. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's, it's, it's super surprising he didn't do. I'm not the Obi Wan Kenobi guy in the desert you're looking for, uh, and he has to get uh, saved by um, in, 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 in Dira's character, Kala, which I thought was awesome. Kala. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, who's not the robot like I thought it was. Another thing I got IMDb. Yeah. That's your fault, kind of, but maybe it's mine because I can't read. Well, and and kind of dovetailing from this like evolution of Obi-Wan into the start of the recap. At the start of the show, we see him sort of sitting quietly on this cargo vessel. And I was thinking like, is he meditating or is he just sitting there thinking about (laughs) how messed up his situation is? Has he opened himself up to the force fully? Um, We know that he had to get back into it a little bit in order to rescue Leia from her fall last episode, but it didn't read as that sort of bountiful tranquility that just wafts off Mm. of Jedi while Mm -hmm. they're meditating. It just looked like he was exhausted and so just upset about yeah. knowing that Anakin was alive and thrown for an absolute loop. I call it, it didn't look meditative. It was desperate meditating. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was, mm-hmm. but well, he, yeah, he was still saying Qui-Gon. And I want to revise a theory we had from the last time where we talked about how we, we made a whole j- bit joke about like Qui-Gon's force ghost has been off exploring other planes of existence. And when he comes back, it's like, hey, what's been going on? How'd it go with that kid? <laughs> and it's like, not great. Uh, but not good. Very bad. <laughs> Qui-Gon is intentionally avoiding coming to him because he doesn't want to own up for the for the results of the mis- the choice he made for the galaxy yeah, by, by bringing fair. that kid on he's like i don't know i don't i think we introduced the concept of when will obi-wan uh light his lightsaber and yeah. we were wrong about that because he did it quite quickly um but which makes sense i think uh but the new one is they are absolutely gonna show uh, Qui Gon Jinn. Oh yeah, like that. They, they, they keep doing it, and it's sort of that situation of like, okay, we know what's happening. That's going to be I, the episode I, five. That's going to be the episode six thing. Yeah, or it might be the last moment of episode six because I think it is. This is. I think the reason why Obi Wan is not able to hear Qui Gon is because Obi Wan isn't ready to hear him. Yeah, that you know that like this. If the arc of this series is Obi Wan regaining faith in the galaxy he is gain- right. he's regaining yeah. that new hope you know that is what yeah. it's about and so and how, I think, how do we make that interesting hey. no he just goes back <laughs> yeah I, I think that's the biggest thing it's like i i think and this is a, a conversation sort of like about what fandom uh expects like you know i think we all sort of saw him at the end of uh, at, at A New Hope, and he's just like this old wise wizard, and he is kind and eager to help. But, mm-hmm. you know, even if you see, um, if you see him at the end of, uh, like, Revenge of the Sith, like, he's all the things that he's gone through, like, it's, it's not easy to get to, like, that to where he is in A New Hope. And I like that we're exploring that. And that's a complicated Definitely. story, I think. And I think that's, like, something else, and we've, we've touched upon it a bit just in talking about the other Disney plus series, you know, I think it's weird. Like we've kind of seen this and we can kind of dovetail the Marvel, like a lot of what the Marvel shows are right now is explaining how, uh, this character will appear in that show or appear in that movie or have those powers for the next thing. Like WandaVision was it, it, what it should have been was a really interesting exploration of grief. What it became was how she became Scarlet witch. So that way she could become the villain of 
uh, uh, this Doctor Strange. Yeah. You know, um, Falcon Winter Soldier was essentially like explaining why he was okay with taking up the shield, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't think those shows necessarily worked as well as they could because I felt like they were putting a lot of the, um, the, God, what's the word I'm looking for? It's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, you can keep this in. Let everyone know that I can't speak correctly. Yes. Um, <laughs> Who can, so might, might I, it's, it's that it doesn't feel organic yeah. because the end point was determined first yeah. and the steps towards the character development steps are always in service of it of that end point and it doesn't feel like it's elegant or authentic a lot right, of the time. Right, which is why like yeah. weirdly the old style of it uh, at the end of like Iron Man 1 is like oh we just see Thor's hammer and Tony Stark doesn't have to be there. Yeah. So as like kind of awkward as that is and and not subtle, it's almost better than what we have now because they have to go elegantly make their all their stories fit the next you know overly planned thing and we we in the star wars stuff has been a little chaotic because uh, you know it, it made sense that ahsoka shows up in the mandalorian and yeah made kind of made sense i think that boba fett shows up in the mandalorian but well, it's also in the, in the back of your mind it's like is this what they wanted or is this just to like introduce their next series and things like star that? wars well, has that, been that's so the, yeah. all over the place as far as like yeah. the different installments the different blocks of films mm-hmm. or shows it's like this is this period and now here's this show that happens after that first block of films. Now here's a block of films that happened before the first block of films. Now here's a show that happens between those two block of films. And here's, right. And here's that, another well, block of yeah. films. Like, to be fair, that was always the way. Like if anyone yeah. again re- remembering this, like the expanded universe where like the Black Fleet oh. Crisis came out and it was took took place before like the new the oh yeah uh, the new rebellion or something whatever the fuck that was. I'm um, saying Star Wars <laughs> in general is a franchise. I don't know, and maybe I'm missing. I feel like is is exceptional. Of, co- of course, any other like genre yep. franchise is of the different yeah. medias it's just but all over it, the place in the time it's one of those things that if it works it works and then you, you when, it, when it doesn't you feel it yeah and it's like with episode nine when they cut out story points to be either in uh fortnight or uh comic books and things like that they almost like winked at the camera and they just came short of saying subscribe to you know, <laughs> your comic books everywhere and, th- and yeah. your fortnights and things like that to, to sort of double back on the um, like what the the Disney Plus shows are, I think it's like the what Marvel does is sort of like the flashbang whiz. They put the audience first. Like the audience wants to see the big moments, the big reveals. You know, like having Kingpin show up. Like, look, as much as I love having Kingpin back in the Marvel uh, into the MCU mm-hmm. proper, it's still like. You know, they were like, "Oh, how do we tease this surprise? And how do we make this fight like big and bombastic? And um, you know, like this giant." sort of thing um whereas i felt like with this show specifically it has been they're like okay we know where he ends up so how do we earn that like and and yes. in almost every single way they're like it's a good example is this episode where like we all wanted this big ass fight with uh vader and and obi-wan mm-hmm. like you know you wanted him to become this big uh, this big hero and like attacking but there's a lot of Obi-Wan running in fear and, yes. you know, getting his ass handed to him and, um, you know, struggling. Yeah. And being saved by, by characters we've just met. Like it, it chose to put the characters first uh, and sort of the audience second, which I think honestly is a lot of ways, I th- which to my mind 
I think is the way the best the best kind of stories are. Like, yes, you want to please the audience, and yes, you want to, um, you know, feel that like that like that sensation of like like of a victory or something. But those moments aren't don't work if the characters aren't there. And I think that's something with a lot of the Marvel shows are the characters aren't necessarily there for those big climactic moments in the way that I think Obi Wan Kenobi has been this this season Mm -hmm. at least. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, so diving in, uh, after our either freak out or meditation or desperate desperation desperate meditate desperate meditation <laughs> sequence, we also which is interspersed with a montage of Anakin getting dressed, we'll call it, mm. uh, in his best cybernetics. We cut to uh the third sister de- debriefing with Vader. And he doesn't give a shit about the Grand Inquisitor. <laughs> doesn't really care. <laughs> yeah. And he it and he just tells her he knows what you want. You want to be my, you want to be my number one. Yeah, Vader's like he yeah. had a twin brother. He's gonna show up in the cartoon. Get ready yeah. for it, baby. <laughs> or they're gonna give him new belly juice, like they gave what's her nuts, Finnick. Finnick belly. <laughs> yeah, I um continually like the interplay of the uh, passiveness. Of the other Inquisitors yeah. who mm-hmm. seem to be getting their orders um, through more diffuse <laughs> meth <laughs> channels. And the third sister, who's basically like, I know exactly what I want. Our goals happen to align. And when they diverge even a little bit, I'm doing me. <laughs> yeah, you know? definitely. Um, that, it's been interesting. I was very interested to see the relationship between that body of the inquisitors and vader how she shouldn't really be going straight to vader but can you know she can she you can. went over my helmet <laughs> <laughs> they've got procedures they've yeah. got they've got an employee handbook an inquisitor yeah. handbook and she has right. not even read it i mean yeah. yeah their names are based off their hierarchy so it's very it's like wait a second you you can't do what you just did it, it is interesting yeah. though to to have a sense of and this is going to be wild to say vader's managerial style (laughs) where where it's basically like i don't care really about the actual structure of this organization Mm -hmm. i'm not a rank guy i find exceptional people who can do what i want and whoever succeeds you get to sit by me i like vader had nothing to do with the establishment of the bureaucracy of the inquisitor like hierarchy it that was all they just some middle manager inquisitor type did it themselves it was like we're gonna be organized it's like i don't give a shit just kill who needs to be (laughs) you gotta have them play against each other yeah they always gotta get that big seat right well and that's so key to how like the sith culture operates is that like whoever is strongest whoever gets results like Mm -hmm. you're the one who's going to rise to these positions yeah so. I also really like how uh, I, I don't think I really come to appreciate it until I saw this series. Like, and maybe like as someone who's who's watched Rebels and I, you know, I played Fallen Order. I don't think I really come to until the show like really appreciate that these are former Jedi. And I yeah. think, and I remember I watching that with my girlfriend, and it came up, um, and she's like, "Oh, they're former Jedi," and I think she was surprised by that. And I think, yeah, like there's a part of me that always feels like, "Oh, well, clearly they." Jedi or Jedi, they can't fall. They can't do this. Obviously, that's not true. Anakin, um, you know, uh, Anakin is a fell. Uh, but this idea of these Jedi who 
were so corrupted by what happened um, is a really interesting story because I think there's so many times that like we see it in the real world where people are like supposedly these heroes and like something happens and they go to the dark side and they, you know, switch parties or something like that, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Seeing how the inquisitorship, I guess, operates, there's part of me that feels that Vader has to kind of hate it because it embodies some of the things that he, at the very end, hated about the Jedi Order, like the inaction, the bloat, um, the inability to really go in and and help, like help people um, because they were so busy chatting about the bigger picture. So I'm not surprised that in someone who is very ruthless, single-minded, out for themselves happens to have a goal that very nicely aligns with his own mm-hmm. um that vader would be like yes this well, one this one is going to get me what i want and if she doesn't i'll just kill her yeah yeah i might kill her just for fun because if she mm-hmm. is too good at it then we, even though these are like sith light baby sith who knows what could happen next right yeah. the uh freighter that obi-wan and leia had hitched to ride on lands on in a system called mapuzo which we learned is a, a mining a mining system, or I don't know if it always was, but it has now been. It's now a mining system that's just being like gutted for its resources. Yeah. Uh, they're walking along, so they land. They kind of sneak off the ship. They're walking along, and I like I like kind of like that shot where Obi has a vision of yeah. an unmarred Anakin off in the distance. Yeah, that was great. Hayden standing there. I was like, what's yeah. up? Yeah, it's really. I I gotta say, like. You know, as someone who like I, I loved the prequels growing up uh, because um, you know I was the right age when they came out. I was like sixteen yeah. or whatever, and I was also just a huge fan. So I was just like, ah, this is this new Star Wars. Um, you know, and my relationship to them has sort of like it's been a bit of a roller coaster over the last few years. Um, but I think there's something just undeniably cool about seeing these actors reprise these roles, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely, and mm-hmm. seeing Anakin Skywalker played by Hayden Christensen um, is really cool. Like I, I, I keep on hoping that like, we'll get a flashback to the clone wars. Um, yeah. Much as I don't necessarily think we need flashbacks in this episode, in this series, the fan service brain to me, like, please just have like one dream sequence where he remembers him and Anakin being together, fighting the wars and Ahsoka shows up yeah. and they talk for a little yeah. bit and we're like, yeah, that's, <laughs> and I'll be happy. And I'll be ha- like, but so yeah, it's just so cool seeing him again. For me, the most compelling version of the relationship between of the, the two of them was the Clone Wars animated series. Like yeah. we see them doing work, we see them how they respond to conflict, we see them, you know, how they would approach the same mission differently and respect each other's approaches. But Anakin's like, we have to go and do this, and Obi Wan's like, ah, oh, but it's too reckless, it, like seeing since they had so much more time to vamp and figure out that characterization and dynamic to the point where they do seem like brothers seeing that in the live action uh format with live action actors who originated these roles Mm -hmm. and at this point i would venture to say pretty good dialogue uh just the idea of it i know it's fan service but 
I don't mind being served occasionally. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we should have Obi-Wan dream in some of his dreams instead of being from the prequels, literally just be from the Clone Wars animated show. And then he's like, wow, that was a weird dream. Why do, yeah. That's not what I look like. What's what? happening? You don't ever dream in cartoon? I mean, oh, sometimes, all the time. sure, 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 all sure. The time. Uh, so, one thing about them sneaking off of the ship, I liked that we saw a loading droid because there is a loading droid introduced later in the show. So, seeing yeah. them, I think that set it up. Um, and I also enjoyed the difference in the body language between how Obi Wan is reacting to being on this backwater, dusty mining planet mm-hmm. that has been like fracked to within an inch <laughs> yeah. of its life. And Leia just like walking along, being like, I've never been off my planet. <laughs> this isn't like a terrible slum where everyone's trying yeah. to kill me. So this is are. great. And we get to see uh, Obi-Wan being bad at being a spy, too, which I oh like it. God. Hey, maybe he's rusty. But from what Jane described last time, sounds like he is kind of he, he, he leans too hard into I, sneaking in ships and stuff like that. I just really I want again, this was also directed by Deborah Chow. And it just she the shots i just am loving the directing so yeah even good. mundane little things like the sneaking off the ship the angle the, just a weird angle to choose but it's like kind of below and behind the ship's ramp and you see the loader mm-hmm. droid in the distance and they're kind of come around and like the i don't mm-hmm. know just i'm loving everything that they're doing on that and the directing it's very visually it's very um dynamic and enjoyable and appealing and i just i'm digging it uh at as they're so they're walking along, and we kind of touched on. I have a note here because we do cut back to the the watery moon of Nur, which is in the Mustafar system where the Inquisitor base is. And we talked about yeah. the we already talked about the the hostilities between third <laughs> sister and fifth brother. And Her being able to just be like, I talked to Vader, and they're yeah. like, instead of saying no, you didn't, they're like, hmm? uh, <laughs> damn, okay, damn. Yeah. But, <laughs> but on the Jane, you had a great point about that. Is Vader probably really likes that? Because again, that's how Anakin was with the Jedi Council. Yes. just like always, like. Yeah. Fuck your fucking procedures, okay? Totally. Let's just we we're here. We know the thing is there that we need to do. Let's just go do the thing. So he probably right. really likes that. And, if, and yeah, you're probably probably yeah. resents the the somehow like how did this become another Jedi light? Yeah. Like with the <laughs> damn you in your infrastructure. And they're probably surprised because I imagine that if anyone ever called Vader for the purposes of like enriching their own. I don't want to call it career, but like rank or standing and mm-hmm. wasted his time for one second, they would be immediately choked to death. Yeah, but she knows auditions. that she's doing what he, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's 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 interesting uh, that she does remind me of Anakin in a way where it's like, let's just solve the problem. Mm-hmm. I, I also like there's a moment after and I didn't really catch it the first time, but I caught it the second time, which was um, she, you know, like she says, like you'll get what you want, or like you get what you deserve, and she's like, I hope so. And it's like this very human moment, like for all this, uh, like a sort of big act that she's putting on. Um, and I think that's something that goes back to like you know she's clearly pursuing Obi Wan for very personal reasons. Um, yeah. and I think that is a really, uh, I, I'm really curious to see where it goes. And I think you know there's been criticism about her character, which I, I don't understand but like it's because we're halfway through the story like are you expecting right. to like know everything about someone in the first episode right. and i think that's i'm looking forward to seeing where, where she goes and what she they discover with her my new theory is that uh obi-wan so because as we revisit in this show the way the jedi 
Jedi younglings are brought into the fold is that a Jedi goes and takes them from their family and brings them into the Jedi temple. So I currently suspect that Obi-Wan was the one that did that for her, brought her to the Jedi temple. Uh, Things went very badly um, and she will just never forgive him from taking her from her family, totally. which she is totally right to be angry about. <laughs> fair, mm-hmm. fair. Yeah, because like the uh, the the younglings in the very beginning of the first episode, uh, there's a non-zero chance that she is one of those right. people. Like, uh, I don't know how old she's supposed to be. Again, I don't know if, if Mando's around here. I don't know if Obi-Wan's <laughs> even alive in this show anymore. But like, definitely there's like, like he totally said, like Obi Wan grabbed her because she had force stuff, or she was hiding out during Order sixty six in Obi when Obi Wan and Yoda went there, and they didn't save her or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah totally. This is personal point. for her, so yeah. we're going to figure out a way. And I said we're not going to have any more flashbacks to Order sixty six. I would like to amend that, please. <laughs> uh, I think we will, <laughs> and I think she will be there. <laughs> Back on uh, Mapuzo, they reach the. Rendezvous point that Haja, I, I even Estri had set up for them, and there's no one waiting for them. And oh, weird! And, <laughs> and Obi Wan is immediately like, "This is a trap. No yes. one would ever help us. Yeah. We are screwed." And yeah, Le- Leia, Leia, this is why you don't believe people. <laughs> and Leia's like, "Shouldn't we wait like a couple of minutes? <laughs> You're right. Should he we is, even know? He's or? so fast. He's so fast. I'm like, <laughs> he's so fast." Which I have to believe, like, clearly he is going through a lot of trauma yeah, right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he, and and we see it getting worse through the course of the episode. But even so, you could definitely see so much of, not like adult Leia, but like young adult Leia, the Leia that yeah. we know the best, mm-hmm. in this young child being like, <laughs> well, maybe they're trying to help us. Maybe right. we shouldn't immediately run away. Because that yeah. goes to the whole thing of like, while this is Obi Wan's show, he ain't the he ain't the quote unquote uh, bright shining star. He's making mistakes. He's begrudgingly doing everything that he's supposed to do, <laughs> and, and everyone's like, "Why? Why did you do this? You should have waited. You came all this GD way. Just wait for four seconds." He's like, "Nah." Yeah. And again, that, that goes back to like his restoring of hope. Like you know, yeah. he gets to meet um, Indira Varma's uh, character late, later, and like. He's at every at almost every point where he's like, I can't trust people. I can't trust people. The world is a dark, disturbing place. Like, it's still there, but then he's pro- but he's still proven wrong. You know, he's still right. shown that like, oh, there is hope in the galaxy. Yeah. Because yeah. Of, like, even if this- he was technically right about our mole friend Frack. Let's talk. Uh, oh, let's talk about Frack. Yeah. So, I love Frack. So, so, so they're waiting <laughs> in the field and. Obi-Wan basically says, this was a mistake, this is a trap, we have to get out of <laughs> yeah. here. And Talia is like, okay, well, if we're not going to wait, let's catch a ride mm-hmm. <laughs> back yeah. to the spaceport. Um, and chugging down this country road in his mm-hmm. little little uh, tractor. Hover pickup. <laughs> comes Freck. <laughs> the, big, the big mole man. Yeah, so Freck, our mole man, is, is voiced by Zach Braff, who's... <laughs> Who, who, in my opinion, sounds like he sounds like he's doing Seth Rogen, yes, doing John Ratzenberger, yes, Cliff from Cheerleader, yeah, yeah, because I thought it was John Ratzenberger when I first heard it. Yeah, yeah the fact that that's not Seth Rogen made me mad. Yeah, yeah, this this 
walking Chuck E. Cheese uh, animatronic named Freck, a big spooky looking mole man who's who's just got that country bumpkin energy like hiya folks Uh, yeah and it just goes to show you too how the old cool obi-wan that we had would have been like hell yeah let's let's make up lies and all right here's my backstory and instead he's like shut up leia and then leia just has to run with it and he begrudgingly has to make up his his backstories and things like that and he's bad at it throughout which is fun Mm -hmm. Uh, he yeah. has too many GD emotions yeah. getting in the way. Leia is very good at it. That's yeah, which is very charming because kids love to lie. Kids love totally. to lie. Totally. Um, and she's been given the, and she's probably very good at it because her parents have probably mm-hmm. told her to lie about court things all the time. <laughs> Pretend she's to be you like a your senator cousin. who are liars, by the way. Pretend that you <laughs> like your cousin. Pretend that you didn't run away. <laughs> Pretend you were paying attention. Apologize. Right. You don't have to mean so, it, but you have to he say says, it. He's yeah. Yeah. chipper nice. He's like surface level nice. Like, yeah, hop on in. And he goes, and then I do, I, I like, is a very nice touch. Yeah. You go around yeah. back and you see the, the, the space MAGA flag. And I like that it's like it, yeah. it's yeah. close, but you can tell if you look close. like they did this thing where it's like it's not. It looks like it was like hand painted, like he painted it himself at home. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I couldn't <laughs> tell if he bought that from Star Wars Hot Topic or if like this is just an early run of the Empire's like doo doo flags that they made. Yeah, and it's great for me because it reminds me how we are supposed to feel about the Empire, and also how characters in the mm-hmm. universe are exactly. supposed to believe about the empire which is that there are many many citizens in the empire who have not realized that it is bad yet because in the prequels republic good guys separatist bad guys in reality the empire is the republic so there are a lot of people who aren't paying attention who feel like this is stability this is the end of the war and and leia even says like i thought the empire was supposed to like Mm-hmm. Be be helping us. I thought they were doing infrastructure <laughs> projects. You know, her dad's a senator. Absolutely. Yeah. What I really love is having the this character Freck, the episode right after uh Kumail's character, is a very interesting yes. juxtaposition. Yeah, good point. Kumail is like a grifter and but at his core is I, I liken it to like I feel like you hear it a lot about like actors who play really villains or stand-up comedians who play who do real like raunchy or hard-hitting, not not problematic, but like still like really like like edgy stuff. You know, you can yes, you can be yeah. edgy without being offensive or problematic and punching down. It's possible, but they're also but they're, by all accounts are like really nice, good people off stage, and but then you have people who are like Tatum's point. Yeah. You have these like these heroes of ours or who seem like these really nice people who are monsters behind the scenes or actually really shitty underneath and i feel like i know tons of people who are rough around the edges as far as the way that they might come off to some people or they like i'm, a, I'm yeah. someone who might rub some people the wrong way because like i swear like a sailor i'm like cursing but yeah i'm i every day just just rubbing <laughs> stop rubbing me <laughs> yeah but then you know people who are like super yeah. like prim and proper and kind and, and polite but like will fuck you over without a doubt. That's me. Like the type that will turn you into yes. the space cops. Yeah. Without a question. With a smile on their face. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean I don't Freck necessarily is just even... a liquor. Like he's yeah. not like a yeah. villain. He yeah. is a a friendly guy who is a bootlicker. So right. he sees like mm-hmm. he sees something, <laughs> he says something. 
Yeah, it, totally. It, I don't see anything that Frick d- yeah. did was being bad in the world. I mean, sure, him writing to cops is bad, of course, but like in this instance, like they could literally be uh, <laughs> rebel doers. Yeah, I, I think that's the biggest thing. What I think is interesting about the show, and I we've sort of, and what has really appealed to me is that, you know, you have someone, you know, you, they're more complex than you expect them to be. That has been the yeah. best part about it. Like, nothing is necessarily what it seems. You have, you know, uh, Frick, who is looks loving and like, like, hey guys, yeah. how you doing? Let's come on to my, my, yeah, my bus. Yeah, he's talking to Um And... You know, you were like, you want to hang out with him. He seems like a nice guy, but like his allegiance is not a straightforward thing. Even you have, yeah. you know, uh, the I kind of can't remember his name, like the, the grifter who's like, I'm doing these things, but I'm doing them all for the right reason. Um, you know, and then we're, when we get to Indira Varma's character, like she looks like someone that you should be afraid of. And she proves to be the kind of character that you want, like. Mm-hmm. That get, get renews faith in the galaxy. I think, right? It, it's it's just really nice to sort of, and I I don't think we've really seen that in the main Star Wars TV shows where like the sort of like complex like you never know where these characters are. Um, you just want like they're dynamic. They're dynamic characters. Yeah. That's really cool. Even yeah. little people yeah. are dynamic. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. like when he comes and and picks up the stormtroopers, it's obviously serving the point of uh oh, are they going to be able to lie their way out of this one? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's played totally as he's a nice guy. It's literally yeah. the hop on. Oh, your 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 transport's late again. You know it, Freck. And it, yeah. it it doesn't say at this point it doesn't say bootlicker. It says. Oh, he's just a, a friendly dude picking up as many strays as we can. Yeah. And it does my favorite new uh, Star Wars thing of making stormtroopers dirty because we never yep. had that in the yep. original trilogy. Yeah. And my favorite part about Solo, after him getting his belt, is how dirty the stormtroopers are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, here we get more dirty boys that just kind of walk around the uh, 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 and girls actually. We've, there's a hashtag diversity more uh, female stormtroopers <laughs> later, uh, which I thought was really fun. And pl- plus, we're, it gives us more lies to do. We're at such an interesting point in the Empire right now because they're not really fully flexing their evil muscle yet mm-hmm. in public. So there are still aliens who have or non-humans who have a good relationship with imperial authority. Mm-hmm. The, but at the same time, like, taking that zoom out of the timeline, like, okay, they're strip mining this planet. They're also building the Death Star secretly. <laughs> but, like, yeah. the, so the Empire hasn't really gotten to the phase where they can say the quiet part loud, if that makes sense. But they are already evil. It just isn't necessarily apparent to normal people right and yeah. by the Even time they have that the it is star, it's it doesn't really affect people unless you live in like alderaan you know it's like hey i'm just going about my day not a big deal yeah yeah i also uh, think like but it, it's it's interesting i think like and gene you, you point this out but basically there's this idea of the the non-humans who view the empire uh with a positive light like they don't necessarily need to like flex their evilness for them to be evil. Like, I mean, how exactly. many people, I mean, like how many people support causes that actively hurt them? 
Yes. Um, <laughs> that like are think they're like, wow, this is great. They fly the flag. They talk about it great, even though everything they're doing, like I, without getting too political, but I always find it interesting where people are like, they'll support certain policies that's like uh, and help uh, the rich when you're like well, that's actually going to hurt you. And they're like, well, yeah, but I might be rich one day. And it's like, exactly. That's not how this works. You know, you're not giving so. uh, that's voting against his best interests. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if only we had a a real world example of all the things we see on the screen today. Surely not. But it's not like clubbing you over the head. Totally. But it feels so palpable and familiar and wrapped in this giant mole man package like, who would have thought we would get nuance of motivation right, and characterization right. in the mole guy who drives yeah. the truck? Voiced by Zach Braff. Even skipping ahead a Voiced little bit. Voiced by Zach Braff. Yeah. Uh, when um, he turns them in, you know, I still want to talk about all their lies back and forth because I think there's some good moments. But even when uh, Frick turns them in, it's like, he's still like, I don't know about these guys. <laughs> Not like, yeah. these are F words. I'm going to freaking it wasn't yes that's fair it's not like uh they're definitely it's maybe check them out they're kind of strange which to be fair is kind of weird in this middle of this like mining colony to be out in the middle of nowhere a guy oh dude yeah like why are you here that's weird he's doing this fully in the belief that if these aren't people that are being looked for by the empire they will be released yeah because the empire is fair and like the legal system works well it goes and it goes back to the whole owen uh obi-wan uh a conversation yeah. like you totally understand his point of view like it, he's yep. picked up these strangers that are kind of weird um he's doing what he believes to be the right thing um and yeah. that's it it's 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 again it's nice complex yeah. storytelling it's yeah. good storytelling and I want to be clear. I know that the empire is bad. Like, and and everyone oh, yeah, the should, should, let's, should, let's, should in yeah. there know know that it's bad. <laughs> yeah. But it is no. interesting to see. It's very much the frog with the water slowly getting yeah, turned definitely. up. Yeah, that that they are already so fucked, and right. they don't know it because well, and, and they're just in, getting quietly less comfortable. Exactly, and it's a situation where it's it's even in our world, it's not people, it's systems that are yeah. bad. Yeah. Like you're not gonna. I don't know that like everything this guy does every day. He's surrounded by 13 stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. You really going to expect him to like, hey, I'm just, I don't know who you guys are, but you're wearing the Jedi shirt. And I think that's cool. <laughs> the Jedi yeah, shirt. He's just living yeah. his life. He's just and a worker. He's vibing. But yeah, uh, talking about their, uh, especially Leia's uh, uh, scene stealing moments here and there oh. when they come up with their fake names. And uh, this, uh, I thought the stormtroopers were, is a little clunky, but I think part of that is because whenever a stormtrooper talks in modern uh, Star Wars, I'm like, all right, what stun casting is this? Is <laughs> back for another round? Uh, and, and, you know, it leads up to this point where uh, uh, Obi-Wan accidentally calls Leia, uh, Leia. Luma. Instead of, yeah. was it Luma or something? Luma. Yeah. Uh, and they have to, like, quickly, because the, the, the uh, stormtroopers, that felt a little like, wait, you just said that, which, like, maybe would have happened, but to me... That Stormer's like, really good about oh, like remembering. It. You know, I I would never remembered. The, yeah. Oh, he's gonna yeah, he's gonna but, take the Inquisitor. They test. are getting moved over, like all around the planet because they're looking yeah. for a that Jedi. Is true. No, you're, so, you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. Me alert. No, but, but that's uh, a great. There's some good, really good moments in the in this little truck between uh, Obi Wan and Leia. That's what. Yeah, because it leads to the line. I think you're building towards him. Whereas 
he says like, oh, yeah, her name is Luma. Her mom's name was Leia. But sometimes when I look at her, I see her mother. And you're just like, oh, that was real. That was real. Ooh, yeah. yeah that, God. Uh, that was Obi, the, not Gore. Yeah. That was not yeah. Gore, yeah. the farmer from Tall. That was Obi-Wan. Exactly. No. The best uh, lies are the ones that are true. Yeah. Uh, it just, like, I... It It is really doing such a good job of, like, Padme was his friend. Anakin yeah. was his brother. Um, this is their kid, and she is awesome, but a huge pain in the ass. And very stubborn yeah. and just um, his recognition of the the parts of them that live on in her and how much it aches yeah. while he's grappling with the knowledge that, like, he didn't kill her dad all the way. <laughs> it, yeah. In hindsight, probably should yeah. have. I, I do. Um, <laughs> he doesn't know what a Darth Vader is, but it sounds yeah. really bad. <laughs> yes. So... In this though, I want to I want to ask something because so there's like it's broken up into kind of two little bits, right? There's the part with the first squad of stormtroopers that Freck is giving a lift to, and they, he slips yeah. up a little bit, and they kind of cover. Um, which side note, I love how he's like, oh, "It's a long story," and the troopers like, "It's a long way," but then they get off like sixty seconds later, <laughs> immediately <laughs> like, get off. Of it. Not- <laughs> Turns out yeah. it was the appropriate length <laughs> story and trip. He just had a comeback. You know, yeah. and then yeah. so after they're off, though, they get kind of a moment to kind of be very real. And she's Leia is saying, like, there's something you're not uh. telling me about, you know, about me or you. There's something, you know, you're not telling me. And uh, she asks him, like, are, are you is it because you're my real dad? And oh. Yeah. oh, my God, I was not expecting yeah. that at all. Well, and she and she knew that he mm-hmm. knew her mom. Yeah. Like she was able to grasp that. Because she's very intuitive and also force sensitive, and also yes. Obi Wan's so a dumbass and keeps staring at her and like you remind me of someone. You <laughs> could see his heartbreak. You yes. could see. That, I, it. I want to talk about this for a moment. I want everyone's opinion on this, and I want because his response is, "I wish I was." Now, is that just mm. a, a nice thing you say to a cute little precocious kid, or is this allude to the whole? Do you think there's he actually he had feelings for Padme? I, I think it's more that, like, oh. while you are such a great kid and you're so yeah. wise, I would have yeah. loved to have been your father. Um, you know, yeah. like, I, I think it's, it's you know, if you want to read into it that he wishes he, she, he they were with Padme. I mean, I remember that rumor uh, back in the day that he was going to, like, the reason why Anakin fell was because Obi-Wan had a, an affair with Padme. <laughs> which is a thing that people <laughs> actually believed. Uh, I, 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 um... <laughs> Yeah, I think uh yeah, I, I, I think it was just like, wow, you you're a great kid. I would have loved to have been your father. Right. And it's it, it's inherently a messy situation, yeah. what with his her dad being Darth Vader. Yeah. Uh and <laughs> and all that good stuff. Like I, I didn't take it much more than uh a little bit of this would be more co- easy and it'd be nicer for you if we could just, you know, check that box of met my dad, he is not the second most evil person in the galaxy. That's, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's that's how that's how I interpreted it, too. I also, it's interesting. I feel like Obi-Wan and Padme had a friendship that I like, um, in the, especially as you see it through Clone Wars, in, like, they are rational, diplomatic people who are very engaged in trying to make the world a better place. And Anakin is kind of like the wild card, but they both love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I really did see it as him... Uh, just like she's she's so great 
that like he wishes that was a privilege right. that he had, but it's not. And also potentially because he knows that the answer to who her dad is is possibly the saddest story yeah. imaginable. <laughs> uh, Pat, you asked me more questions. Uh, uh, it's not did he have a thing for Padme? It's like did he have a thing for Anakin? And uh, yes, I'm online a lot. Oh. Of course, I think he did. I've seen a lot of art about it. You know, it also. I, yeah. um, it, it hit home. The reason that it hit home for me is because it proved that these characters don't watch Star Wars. Because, like, of course, that point. is what she would think in this situation. Totally. It's just not something that fans would ever wonder because we know everything totally. about their lives from when they were born until mm, when yeah. they die three movies. No, that is from such now. a good point and something that we've hit on several times it's just the way it's written in the way that it surprises us it surprises us because yeah like jane said they're not talking in star wars and they're not winking at the camera they're behaving roughly uh uh uh, as normally as a a force sensitive uh tween or i guess a 10 year old uh would would you know uh even though we don't know what that'd be like Uh, in real life well yeah and i think that's to that point though like to underline jane's point it's like um you know, as much as I love The Force Awakens, like, it is very much characters like you have who watch Star Wars getting into a Star Wars venture. That's mm. why I really enjoy The Last Jedi, because it's like, you know, these characters who watch Star Wars are now into Star Wars, and they realize being into Star Wars is not fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you yeah. know. Um, Star sucks. <laughs> this really is hard. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, I, 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 and I think that's the, really the best part about this show. And I can, un- to a degree, I understand whatever pushback some fans might have on the show that like why are these characters not acting like they've seen a star wars it's like yeah i get that's because you've seen a star wars and i understand that might not be be, be what you want but i think that's what's what i'm really enjoying about like these characters are acting like characters in this world they're not acting yes. like audience uh uh you know they're not acting like the audience and not reacting to things like the audience would, because why should they, they don't know. They don't know what the audience knows. They know what they know. They only understand right. what their, their, their point of view is. Yeah. Leia doesn't know that she's going to be a rebellion general. Cause she doesn't know that there needs to mm-hmm. be a rebellion because she's yeah. 10 and very rich. Well, yep. when we meet our friend Ahsoka soon, she's going to be like, I'm going to see you <laughs> in six years. So let's uh, do some. <laughs> oh my goodness uh, though. This moment, this connection between them, you know, uh, is, so great and you almost forget for a moment that they are in extreme yeah, danger so true and then you remember that they're in danger yeah the uh the, the checkpoint is so funny because obi-wan is just trying to solve the problem by poorly it's like oh is that uh the police checkpoint uh like yeah let 60 me yards right it's like right there. Yeah. Yeah. and there is a field they're just in the field it's like where are you gonna go <laughs> right. man oh right. this yeah. is actually where i met my wife <laughs> right this spot yeah, yeah yeah we're just gonna hang Time out here till go. til they go home so yeah. freck hops off goes yeah. to go uh confer with the guards and it's like hey you might want to look at these weirdos they are completely lying and yeah. very strange they do not belong here um, <laughs> no 10 year old is that precocious and on one of the probes <laughs> that we, we Love to see shows up. Yes. Love that the design hasn't been updated. Won't be updated 10 years. <laughs> I believe this is to. my lore is this is like they were invented like They're last brand year. New. That's my lore. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When they shoot mm-hmm. them out, that was that was sick. Uh, it's it's one of those things that you don't think about, and it and it plays into that. I'm a fan of Star Wars, and they're doing a Star Wars in front of me. Yeah. When they shoot like, out of cool. the That's Inquisitor cool. base. And yeah. 
just as it's sort of IDing him, he's like, fuck it. And he draws and shoots the probe and then takes out the checkpoint guards and they think they're going to get away. Also, like, that he bothers, he shoots the laser gate where they could just walk around. Again, there's no wall. Yeah. It's just the gate and the road. And you just walk there's around. There's no wall. He, he uses Freck as a yeah. human shield, which is very good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and oh, when that guard fell off the tower and got cut in half, yeah, that I was, was like, great. That was that very was way good. more metal than yes. I expected the show to do. Very yeah. good. It was, it was sick as hell. And but yeah, also- he goes up to the gate and he's yeah. like, "How do I break this thing with a weapon?" He shoots it. It's like, "Use your lightsaber. We want to <laughs> or just see walk it. around. Well, also, just <laughs> yeah. walk around." There's even <laughs> an aerial <laughs> shot after he shoots it and the laser deactivate of them running through, <laughs> and you can see. That there's like space on either side of the pylons. Yeah, like, there's clearance. <laughs> He's an anarchist. <laughs> I love it. But then reinforcements show up. It's a squadron of, of three stormtroopers and an officer played by Indira Varma. And Indira yeah. Varma. Ugh. She's the best. I, I've loved her since Rome. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I like and she's in Torchwood and all so yeah. many things. She's so good. Game of Thrones. Game all of Thrones, stuff. yeah. But so you think it's jigs up. It's, you know, put down, you know, get down on your knees, hands up. And then all of a sudden, our officer pulls her sidearm and takes out her own guards. What? What? (laughs) Because she is a Jedi sympathizer. She wants to help them get somewhere safe. She was the contact um, who they were supposed to meet, but she got held up because of all of the probes being shot. So she was still on her way when Obi-Wan was like, no one will help us ever. Yeah. She's like, where the hell were you? So if they just sat tight for like half an hour, would none of this episode have happened? Because she would have like gotten out there and be like, oh, there's probes after you. Let's get you out of here to the safe house. No alarms are raised and just yeah, I'm this the least is... interesting guy on Twitter. I think that's what should have happened. <laughs> this is how you can tell that he's out of practice as a Jedi, because Jedi love to sit mm-hmm. and wait for things. <laughs> yep. and her name yeah. is... Uh... Or, or he's just like, I've been sitting and waiting for 10 years. <laughs> we have to go right now. It's it's a nice balmy uh, or like chilly 98 degrees. Uh, and, where are they uh, and so <laughs> thank you uh, so he's like I gotta get out of here I'm and uh, so she takes them to this like droid repair depot that's also a safe house and we meet Ned B who's a, a, a loader droid oh, yeah. that helps them and can't talk And but I love him already and he is my son and I will hurt anyone that hurts him <laughs> he is wonderful Oh, we didn't I, mention that Obi Wan fixed Lola. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. or Lolo. Lola. I, I, yeah, yeah, but 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 Lola as sort of a way to make Leia more comfortable and yeah. like less alone and more secure in her surroundings, which like absolutely hurt my heart. But then her introducing sort of her droid to this droid, which foreshadows like the the scene where she was being nice to mm-hmm. droids before that she sort of sees them as, as intelligent creatures who are worthy of respect. Yeah. Um, oh, so good. I I mean, in, in terms of uh, the loader droid, whose name I, I just completely blanked on, even though we just, I thought it was Ned three? B. Ned, Ned B. Ned it, B. Let, yeah. Let's say Ned. Uh, what I liked about him, that entire interaction was with Leia's like, but what if he has something to say? And, you mm-hmm. know, the response was, actions speak louder than words. And it's like, oh, 
yeah, that's 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 what I want from my Star mm-hmm. Wars. It was just totally. little things like that. It was yeah. just like it. it I don't know. There, there's a subtlety, and even even it's. I mean, it's not subtle, but it's like there's still the way it's handled, the the, the right. themes and messaging of this uh, this series that I've just like. Yeah, that's what I want from a Star Wars. Yes, that's what I want from a Star Wars. Definitely. Give, give, give. Yeah, and we had the uh, the opposite of it, right? Of of Leia's cousin being like, "Why are you talking to robot?" And I kind of moved to the edge of my couch to see what um, Indira Varma was going to say to this reaction. Like, what is the normal, even from a good person that we know is a good person? What is the normal person going to say? Like, yeah, they're robots. Who cares? But yeah, the way that she describes it, you, like, not only do we it get like that awesome line, we get like, okay, people are nice to robots because they're friends, and yeah. it'd be is perfect. Yeah, I will follow her anywhere. I, from the moment we saw her with her sidearm shooting the two stormtroopers, because that's what was necessary to mm-hmm. save the Jedi and his niece um uh, from that line was like okay just what a great characterization Mm -hmm. moment yeah to establish a lot about this person yeah and then her backstory of like yeah i I signed up just like other people i believed in it and then i found out that oops yikes i joined the empire not so good and she's doing her best to kind of make things better and yeah, it's that's a whole sort of thing of like there has to be dozens and hundreds of thousands of people across the galaxy uh, right. who also do that, you know, tiny little little things. But she's obviously taking huge risks. You know, we see their mm-hmm. their safe house. We see all the people that have come through their uh, underground railroad analog called the path, yeah. which I thought was really cool. Um, and I guess there's a lot of um, uh, references uh, on the walls that Apparently, none of which yeah. I got. There, there's a bunch there like i mean uh, obviously there's uh, and i think pat was just gonna Do it. say it like the uh yep. quinlan voss uh like but there's also a lot of legends expanded universe references there like apparently they mention uh like uh corn horn's parents on there um, What's up? So, i love corn horn yeah so like there's a like there's a, a lot of little references but i i like i like and it's the best kind of Easter egg. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. And I think that's, it's like, it, it was this Quinlan came here and it's like the way, you know, the performance, like you understand, like it's another Jedi that Obi-Wan knows. If you don't know who right. that is, it's just another Jedi that he knows right. uh, for, for us, you know, huge nerds. It's like, ah, Quinlan Vos, <laughs> I know who you meant. Um, and then he's like, he's alive. Yeah. That guy's alive. He's alive. You know, um, <laughs> there's little moments like that where it's just like, it, it, it's, it's really also really effective world building yeah. where in this one little isolated scene, you learn so mm-hmm. much about like where things are, that there are other Jedi out there, that they're all trying to stay alive, that they're doing their best. And, um there again it's for obi-wan's arc it's oh there's hope there's like you know i've been so isolated in in my little bubble like i haven't i don't realize that like there might be a way and later we might be able and and it doesn't like but later we see kind of a first draft of what ends up being the the rebel alliance shield the symbol Mm -hmm. third sister finds it oh no that's the uh that's the jedi Jedi. just the jedi yeah, I mean, and and don't get me wrong, that's it is meant they have to. Similar. Oh, 
I'm yeah, a fake like fan. You got me. Is, is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. No, it, but it's okay. Star like, Wars I, podcast, I, please keep up. I mean, it, yeah. it, I might want to go back. It's possible that it is something that's like halfway between the two. Like sure. that would have been something that was. Oops, I'm really Quinlan. I didn't have enough time to finish this carving. Sure, it'd be a shame if I didn't invent something sick that people get tattoos <laughs> of. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like it's implied. I think the Rebel Line symbol was cr- created by Sabine and Rebels, which fine. Um, yeah. But I, I, I no. <laughs> um, uh, but so, so they're in the safe house. They're getting ready anyway. to. You know, they're like, we're gonna hang out here. Here's a tunnel. We're gonna take when it's time to go. But they yeah. get a belt. Well, she gets. <laughs> yep, they get a belt. She changes out of her uniform. Uh, she puts on her holster. There's a nice line of she's going to be a good fighter someday. Um, which yeah, because Leia asked her to teach yeah. her how to fight, how to shoot, <laughs> or no, how to Love shoot. It. Uh, at some point, <laughs> while they're in there, dusk has fallen because it was it was like decent light out, but it's now dark. And then uh, yeah, I. I I thought about that like when I was watching. I was like, uh, like okay, a lot of time has passed, but I'm also like, we're, we also don't know how much time has passed in, uh, in between. We don't know how long days are on this planet, too. Exactly. Yeah. There's yeah. there's three moons. Yeah. It's only been yeah. 15 minutes, but it's the dark time for 45 minutes. Yeah. It could minutes. take four yeah. minutes for the sun to set. They on could Mapuzo. be on a moon that is blocked out by a planet. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, there, we don't there's know. so many ways you can explain it, and it's like. I will say it's that kind of conversation of media literacy that's going on with a lot of uh, properties these days where it's just like, so I, I'm pretty sure that there's a video right now being made. Like it was yeah. just a plot hole. Like it was done day before and now it's yeah. night. It's that's like, so true. it's like, you know, uh, like, do you not like understand? Darkest like Vader's it, here. Yeah. yeah. That's why uh, it's night. Brings night. Yeah. They haven't shown them go to the bathroom. Once. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it, it I mean, my uh, a friend of mine, Patrick Willems, did a really good video about plot holes way back in the day. It's like uh, about how, like, you understand if like he's walking in one place and then shows up in another. That like in between those time periods, things have happened. Uh, but yeah. I'm sure there's a video being made oh yeah about, like what's it's it's in it. I'm so tired. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. use that energy for something else, please. Internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, you keep doing that because you. <laughs> We'll focus on that instead of doing other things, and we can just say that could be worse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and then we have the start of fuck, man, a great just chills sequence. Uh, just, oh man, dude, uh, I cannot believe Darth Vader's here. <laughs> that that funny. That's what that's, <laughs> that's what that Obi-Wan's. should have been the subtitle. While Obi Wan <laughs> just like collapsed against a door, <laughs> was just fuck. I can't believe that would, Darth Vader's would you say here. Obi and, got a bad feeling about this well and yeah, why and, did not say oh, that no. did everyone like did everyone else as soon as you saw him make that face and like go wide-eyed you're like mm. vader's yeah. here we just like almost like, like yeah, he has that kind of like yeah, stagger yeah. and he's just like yeah the, the camera tilts a bit yeah it's, it's yeah it's a really great it's, it's a really effective way like just his performance yeah. with the camera like yeah, like you're like, oh, I understand exactly what's going it, on because because we know that they can they can feel each other, but we yeah. all the force and stuff like that. Is this the scariest scene that's ever been in a Star War? I mean, uh, no, I the other the, 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 the one Vader from... showing up at the end of Rogue you think that one. I, Rogue yeah. I thought this was scarier, scarier than Rogue One. I don't know. I, no. I think I'm gonna agree with Pat, and I'll, I'll, I mean, like I have yeah. I okay, I, I enjoy Rogue One. Uh, oh, it's a great scene overall. It's a great scene, but like it's also like why is he there? Um, and I think, and uh, I think with this, it was very much like, 
I was like, oh, this is what I wanted from Rogue One. Like, I yeah. wanted this on, like, if, again, this comes down to taste. And if you love Rogue One, you know, let your freak flag fly, man. I'm not mm. judging. Like, it, it's a fun movie. I just have issues with it. But, like, because one of my things that I, I personally wanted was Vader to be, like, this ever-present threat that's always, like, one step behind them. And this sort of the Jason yeah. Voorhees, the, the Mike Myers, this uh, Michael Myers, uh, like, this oncoming threat. Um, and, I love Guru. <laughs> no, it, and, and, that's, and that was, like, with, like him, like, coming onto the, uh, onto the streets and, like, just murdering people indiscriminately. Right. Without saying a word, was exactly. like, yeah, that's 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 what I that's the, why he's something. The to coldness. Be of so it. much totally. of this was communicated yeah. without actually saying what was going on. Yeah, totally. Obi Wan collapsed against the door. You know that Vader's coming. Yeah. Uh, Vader starts walking down the street, killing random people, just kind of looking in the distance. Waiting for Obi Wan to come out. The and neck fight break, him. right? The oh, the the oh, the fact oh that God. he got rid of the dad and killed the kid instead. Yeah, just instant oh. neck. Yeah. And he is very the, dra- the, 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 the force the drag. drag. The one, yeah. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. So the, the for me, this is like, that's like more terrifying. Okay, you're you're right. You're right. Because right. like Rogue One is, <laughs> I mean, two sides of com- of militant combatants. We're in a battle. We're in a battle. You right. have a thing I want. You have like military intelligence. I'm gonna fight you and try to kill you to get to that. This is just like I'm purely doing this specifically. The intent here is to be as awful as possible. To do, yeah, it's like right. a, it's like a to the nth degree of what the Inquisitors were doing in the first episode of like to draw yeah. out Safety Brother Jedi, um, right? By being like, we're gonna do something terrible to an innocent to draw you out because you're that's your weakness is you're too altruistic. Yeah, and and Reva gets yelled at for it. Yes, and here's Darth Vader like, I'm yeah, gonna <laughs> yeah, Vader yeah. just like killing people left and right just because he thinks it's going to flesh out Obi-Wan. And frankly, if Obi-Wan just happened to be here and Leia wasn't there, like if he didn't have a charge, I think he would have ran. I don't know if things would have yeah, I don't I don't know how things would have gone. But so he sends Leia and Tala down the tunnel. But, He's like I'll she's here for me. I'm going to draw him away. And uh I again, the directing of the the cat and mouse and like the outskirts of the hills totally. and the mining of just the, the darkness and the, the use of like the shadow and the that first the red lightsaber draw like in yeah. front oh, foreground man, right? of the camera yeah. is amazing. And then he holds it right over. He holds it. He's like, we're like, oh, you're gonna do it. You're gonna do it. And he just like, he nope. Yeah. He just runs. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and I appreciated that the first time that he drew his lightsaber was specifically because it was the only thing that would prevent him from being immediately totally. killed. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, like, and it wasn't him being like, "Better light up my lightsaber." It was like muscle memory <laughs> to right. block a fatal blow. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we. Yep. Yeah, go on. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say that just uh, like the use of. And this is something that we, you know, they started doing an Attack of the Clones, but like actual lightsabers that light up. You know, we got to see a bit of it in Force Awakens and Last Jedi and, and all the, the sequels, but we've never really seen a scene like this where it's like at night and the primary lighting totally. source is totally. the yes. lightsabers. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in some ways, like I saw like Adam Christopher tweeted like about a, a gif and it's just like uh, like Darth Vader with one hand, like uh, try pushing down on like... Uh, obi-wan and it's like that it's just this purple red and blue just flashing and um you know it it, 
It was so cool. It was just like, yeah, like yeah. I, that's what I want. That's what I want to see. Yeah, it felt like that- the lightsabers were quote unquote way too bright, but for an aesthetic reason. And mm-hmm. I thought that was sick because uh, yeah, in Jedi Fallen Order, you, he uses his lightsabers at flashlight all the time, and I was like, oh, duh, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that's super Which- cool. In terms yeah. of the staging and the coolness of the lightsabers, it the closest I think I've seen in live action was when Ahsoka was approaching the fortress oh, when yeah. she showed up in Mandalorian with her two white yeah. lightsabers and she would like vanish and then you would see them sort of she, taking down mm-hmm. people and then she'd vanish again. That was a good sequence. Um, um, I lo- man, and then... We've we've seen Vader. We know what he looks like for so us, the, the people, the fans right. for for decades, right? And so we like so it's like, but and then they can you just fathom? And I feel like it's such the right choice of him to be so like sort of like neutered and petrified here in this fight, and just barely he's barely he's yeah. doing no like real fighting. He's just defending. He's just like defending himself right. yeah. and just not dying. He's just all he's doing is not dying essentially. And yeah. right. And then but like please. For him to, to see this, the, this is the first time he's laying eyes. It's like, holy shit, how terrifying would that be? Of like, you're a robot you, now. Yeah. Because a, the look of Vader by itself. B, he knows what's inside there. Like the abilities, the capabilities, right. the power, and also again, Deborah Chow, the directing. When it's dark and he comes out of the darkness, and the first thing you see are just the chest lights. Oh yes. man, yeah. yeah. Oh my, chef. Also. Kiss. Just uh, double back a little bit, like how they introduced him, like walking through the uh, the town, like the close up of the cape, the close up of like him walking around, like just it, you you see all these little things, and it added to that sense of menace. So when like he does show up, and it's like again to the point of like just showing the lights, um, you know, it's using the visual imagery of him in a very economic way you know i i oh, saw yes. a film recently that i um i won't name because i don't think it's really good uh it's coming out next week uh that's all i'll say but like there's some certain shots um it's jurassic world dominion um and <laughs> <laughs> a jurassic world movie yeah. not being that like great how but like i saw four so movies me, like two I, were I, phenomenal I, one was this and one was jurassic world dominion <laughs> um I basically saw like uh, I, th- so basically there's like a couple of shots and it's, it, 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 this is another discussion but I'll bring it up real quickly like it was a very it was kind of like the Rosetta Stone of what Duel of the Fates might have been um, uh-huh. because it is the end of a trilogy and an end of a uh, of a multi trilogy story that Bridget brings in uh, old and new cast together and it's like it's so hollow and empty and there's all these shots of like all the entire cast all standing together and it's meant to be like here they are all together and it's just like i i i feel nothing i feel nothing yeah because you haven't earned this moment uh whereas you have a moment like with vader showing up and it's just the the cape the 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 helmet the the hands the 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 lights and you and it builds to that the anticipation of the moment that we're we've all been waiting for which is vader and obi-wan seeing each other again you don't get moments like that in in jurassic world um so like and that's just one of the best effective uses and uh, speaking of effective uses like you when he's asked like what what have you become and he says i am what you made me there's and i i someone pointed this out but like the am is hayden christensen so it's 
it's James Richards. I am what and like what you made me. So when you listen to it, it's like his really? voice cracks, and it's like ah, hmm. oh, that's that's how you do it. Like it's just that it, it's a subtle Ooh. thing that you just you you. Ha- I've had to hear, listen to it like three or four times to like really hear it. But like it's not just like I am what you made me. It's just it's it's Anakin coming through, and you're like, oh, that's the that's how you do it. That's how you. You, know, you don't isn't it is, the head. Is Hayden Christensen in the suit or is mm-hmm. it a stunt? Table? I've understood that he's mostly in the suit. Yeah, yeah. I read oh, an article like he has a, a a Vader movement coach that like yeah, teaches cool. him, like how to how to move, walk, and just everything to replicate. But yeah, it's his it, right because this is a, a technically young Vader. I mean, I guess yeah. ten years old, just like Leia. But in the comic, we talked about it last episode in the comic book, he still is Anakin yeah. with the Darth Vader stuff. And by the time we get to New Hope, obviously we didn't know who Anakin was, so mm-hmm. you know it's 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 not the same thing. But you do see a little bit of flares here and there uh, of Anakin being inside there. And yeah, I guess if if Hayden is doing it, that makes total sense. He gets to God. throw a little bit of that. You, yeah. that so and here's. Sorry, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. No, I was gonna. This is. This is gonna. Uh, this is gonna. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to like phrase this in such a. You no, know what? I'll say it this way. I think what's interesting is, and I, I sort of was thinking about it this episode. It's like he really fought to be in the Vader costume in Revenge of the Sith, and he wasn't going to be originally, but like Lucas yeah. caved, and I like that he's actually able to. Um be inside the costume and, and embody that character in a way that he really only briefly got to do in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. I think key in the way that George Lucas envisioned this is that he was Anakin when he was a Jedi and then Vader when he was a Sith because Jedi are very good and Sith are very bad. And some of the newer stories are like, no, he started becoming Vader way earlier as soon as he started seeing the flaws in the way that Jedi approached justice in the universe. And he continued to be Anakin well into being Vader and at the very end of his life again. What's what's most interesting to me about all of this is taking like a million steps back and going into a world where we Darth Vader isn't already a pop culture phenomenon. Just imagine that they were introducing a villain and that villain in 2022 had the character design of Darth Vader. It wouldn't it isn't like a modern style of character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's big ass like Lego. Like, like if he was a Marvel villain, we would be like, what is going on here? So to some degree, it's something yeah. that are that, Sorry, that right? I appreciate that so much. <laughs> yes, because yeah. because like in our minds, even though we're like, oh, that's Darth Vader, there is part of it where it, his design feels timeless. Of course, timeless, but also kind of antiquated and not necessarily right. in place in 2022 live action. And what they did here is they did the work to make him absolutely horrifying not just terrifying horrifying seeing the lights coming out of the darkness Mm -hmm. seeing just the way he moved like an immovable force like who wasn't going to be when he lifted obi-wan he didn't just lift obi-wan obi-wan was so far off of the ground and (laughs) absolutely defenseless not only he lifts him i i took it as when he corners him and he lifts him 
it's also Vader who pulls, who deactivates and pulls his lightsaber from his hand with the force. It felt like to me, I don't, maybe I missed. Yes, yes, that. yes, like, yes. He, like he just disarms yeah. him very easily. You know, Which, it's, I it's just this overwhelming. The way it's shot, and the second time, I think the first time it was like he dropped it, but the second time, that's how I my that's how I read that is mm-hmm. the way it was shot was. He lifts them, and it's Vader pulling his saber out of his hand and dropping it. The way, like the way the thing moves out of his hand too. It doesn't like drop. Mm. It doesn't drop like straight down. It kind of comes at like an angle. Um, and so he's holding them there, and he had like tipped over something. They were, you know, something. They're refining something, so it's flammable. Sets fire, which makes sense. Like I feel like I've never seen that really happen much. But sets fire to it with his lightsaber, and then fuck, man, cool. he just pulls. Yeah. Obi Wan through the fire. It's like, ooh, you're gonna suffer. They're gonna kill yeah. Obi Wan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, is the Obi from New Hope his brother? Uh, but <laughs> yeah, that's why they mentioned yeah. his brother. So <laughs> that guy could show. But up. he's basically okay. like, you're gonna suffer, and then he puts the fire out, and he's like, ah, we're gonna con- we're gonna have more fun with you. Oh, and he he force yeah, pushes he force- the the fire mm-hmm. out. He tells the right. troopers awesome. to go get him. Tala shows up. She had left Leia. And uh, we're, I feel like we're, I'm trying to get to it because I feel like we're going to need we're, we've already run along, but I feel like we got some like we're going to talk a little bit about this this here because yeah. obviously the 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 part of this fandom that we all we maybe all don't like very much has been screaming about this, but uh, Tala shows up, restarts an even bigger fire by blowing something explosive up by shooting it. There's this massive roaring inferno between Vader and the troopers and Obi Wan. Ned B comes, Ned B. And Let's go, <laughs> picks up Obi Wan and carries him out of there, and and Darth Vader just, like looks on, and you yeah. know you can you can turn brain off and say, well, why didn't he force push it and 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 put it out? They showed us he could do that, and I think it was intentional. Like, sure, the fire might have been bigger. I don't think no, it it's a hundred percent intentional. I think his whole thing is he enjoys this. Yes. Right, yes. like we are ten years into the the hunt. He has killed people, uh, you know, in the comic books and things like that, and the various other books that he's in. And, but now he knows that Obi Wan's oh. alive, and he knows that Obi Wan's on the run. So he's gonna it's, have some fun. It's totally not. A it is a hundred percent intentional sense. that, and there's especially yeah. with the language of the show, with the directing. It is a hunt. They because yeah. they didn't have to do it. They could have made it seem more like in the chaos. It's like no, no. They made a point to say Vader watched the droid take Obi-Wan right. away because it is just this side of a little awkward how that the end of that scene goes yeah. down um because it's literally like he has to get away they they're four feet from each other right. uh but again yeah just <laughs> Vader likes it I I hope that Obi-Wan mentions it next episode yeah. where you know Tala's like I rescued you and Obi-Wan's like he let us get away he's having a like, full-on like sobbing panic attacks not going down as <laughs> well like God. you could have done it any time it's here you know one one of the reasons I'm okay with Vader showing up so early when so the show the show wasn't ready for Vader to show up Obi-Wan yeah. wasn't ready <laughs> for Vader to show up. He needed more time to just process, like, even think about him. Yeah. And we weren't ready for Vader to show up. And that's when Vader shows up. Right. Yeah. He doesn't show up once you've already really, like, worked through all of your mm-hmm. issues. It's like, yeah. no, I'm I'm going to come and you're going to feel real bad about it. That's a great no, point. Yeah. I think there's two... Either it's like, A, it's fun. But there's two other reasons why he would have maybe let him go. And one is like boring. It's like more pragmatic and boring. It's, oh, he's getting help. So there's maybe some, I want to find out what's going on here. Is there some network of resistance? That's boring. I think I think maybe 
he was disappointed at how uh, weak sauce Obi Wan was and wanted more, mm-hmm. like more of a of a cathartic revenge fight. I was like, he wanted like maybe go figure your shit out and we'll do this again when you like. Right, I've been stewing on this for ten yeah. years and this is all you're gonna do. You only draw your lightsaber to defend yourself. Yeah. I, I saw also, some people saying yeah. that he was afraid of the fire. And I'm he like, set the first no. fire. Yeah, that's I don't believe he he built yeah. his castle on Mustafar. <laughs> yeah. He's not a he's over it. Too. I, he loves like, fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think there's like just like. There's this aspect of it's he's going to torture him more, mm-hmm. right? Like, totally. That is, uh, it, it is almost better for him to constantly torture and like, you know, it, it's the killing him slowly thing. Yeah, totally. Ooh. Let him have like hope. So I can like he saw it. an opportunity here. Wasn't plans like I got you. I guess I'll take you home and fuck with you. But he saw an opportunity to be like, oh, this will be even better because now you're going to be super yeah. anxious and like it's just going to eat at the back totally. of your mind the next time. Like, he knows Obi Wan well enough to know that nothing he can do to Obi Wan will be worse than what Obi Wan will do to himself. One hundred. <laughs> and then he'll and then he'll still get to kill Obi Wan <laughs> yeah. in the end. Yeah. So, <laughs> which he does. <laughs> yeah, and his I am what you made yeah, me line right. is already just like a lightsaber through the gut. Yeah. So he knows that he's doing like long lasting uh, emotional psychic damage. And while this is all happening, Leia makes it to the end of the escape tunnel only to find the Third sister. sister. Like, I'll take you. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> and they do go, they do go, like, a good job of showing how methodical she is. I think they. They anticipated the some of the online reaction of being like, "All right, we let's show her going through it, going slow, quiet scenes of her just, you know, like a scene from The Wire, looking at walls, yada yada yada." And then, you know, she gets inside the safe house and she runs her hand, I would say, knowingly, over the the Jedi crest. Yeah. And the only thing that I don't understand was, you know, this this is uninteresting nitpick, but it's like. I guess she ran out of the tunnel and knew that the tunnel was going to lead to some yeah. sort of spaceport. I think it's a it's a better story beat, but I I, I buy am it. Kind of surprised that we didn't see like uh, Indira Varma pass. <laughs> like, excuse me, one sec. She probably but, got you know, it's, it's better or a hover car of some kind. I, I see it as like yeah. it's a tunnel. Yeah. She did a big it's going jump. in that direction. It's it's an escape tunnel, so it's probably leading somewhere where they could fly off world. Okay, there's only there's a small regional airport over there i do it's gonna it's gonna eat me if i don't say it i think the only thing about this episode that i didn't super love was having a black woman follow escapees through a (laughs) one-to-one of the underground railroad (laughs) that didn't feel great to me for disney to do that disney to do that but like that's my only thing that's i think sort of just optics and textual context um structurally though her leia walking out and being like are you who i'm supposed to meet and then like seeing (laughs) there's a dead body there and realizing like i like how reva didn't even bother to hide the dead body again another (laughs) yeah why yeah why would she yeah sure it was me (laughs) i also really liked how and this is something that like we've known like with vader with indiana jones like the most iconic characters you know by their like their silhouette and i like that Mm -hmm. like you know you could identify who reva is by her silhouette yes like she's there and you like i mean you recognize her voice but like they don't show her face you see the Mm -hmm. shape of her you're like i know that's reva so totally it's like she killed a guy mm -hmm. those are her boots 
um, and Leia's fucked. It is interesting too because technically we're back to the end of Episode One, yeah. uh, wherein uh, Riva has stolen the girl. Oh God, I uh, thought you I meant th- like girl stolen <laughs> oh, Episode know. One. I was like, <laughs> that we're Sorry. back here. They're on. There's get. There's poison gas. There's poison <laughs> gas. Which um, you know, I think it's. It's a weird thing. It's interesting that it's not interesting, right? It's we're back at the previous plot point as opposed to a new plot point, a new version of the cat and mouse. But uh, with Obi-Wan hurt as he is, um, you know, we should have seen Alec Guinness take his shirt off. I've said this a lot. You guys have to (laughs) tell me to stop saying that. And we would have seen those scars. I just know it. Um, But, yeah, I'm very curious what the next episode is going to be. Obviously, there's going to be some sort of him – you know, probably in some sort of healing goo, having nightmares, which I'm excited about. And uh, since he's all messed up on pain meds, that's why it looks like the Clone Wars. I'm calling it now. Um, but maybe we'll get like a whisper of Qui Gon next episode. But I think the he's 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 the episode five, episode six yeah. reveal probably. Do you think Thursis is going to go even more rogue though? So so she's away. As far as we know, her, the rest of her people don't know she knows whether she nobody knows she has Leia now. Nobody, none of her other right, inquisitors, right. Vader, right. and if she has a personal beef, so there's like she she has a personal beef with Obi, or she's just obsessed with this because she knows it's the best way to get Invader's good graces. But if she has a personal beef with I Obi, do does she say like, "I'm not taking you back to Vader, kid. I'm taking you off somewhere else mm-hmm. so I can have my thing with Obi Wan." Right. I feel like they can't have Vader and Leia interact. Yeah. Like, they right? Just that's can't. exactly where He's my head. That's how incredibly started, powerful yeah. force user. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, but, like. Yeah. Well, so I mean, I, I mean, they could technically speaking because remember with he doesn't he interacts with her in A New Hope and he doesn't know shit, you know. That's right. Uh, he is. Right. But know. isn't that technically like a plot hole? In it is. Oh, it is arguably. It is I, technically a plot hole. She's um, forced. He thinks he has a son, and she subconsciously <laughs> is blocking him out of her head in New Hope. Okay, done. See, but okay, so she I. Oh yeah, there's all, there's all these ways like, around it. So, but yeah, yeah. but if but they're he also familiar finds Obi Wan with a kid and does a little bit of mental math. <laughs> well, I mean, she, he knows that like they uh, he kidnapped Bail Organa's adopted yeah. daughter. So it he right. that's all he knows. And that's um, fair. That's fair. Know, so he knows that, and then you know it does explain the sort of familiarity. 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 Oh no! It's yeah. Lost. Yeah. No, you're uh, right. You're right. It's she like, oh, like with Darth Vader, like I should have like known, like something, something, something. Like she's met him. She knows mm-hmm. of him, and that's actually yeah. something that, like, you know, again, I, I, I think we, you know, for people who complain about canon and like canon plot holes and stuff like that or whatever, like it's clearly established that like Leia knows who Vader is. Like the wider galaxy doesn't, but like. She does. Leia does. Leia does. So yeah. this is where we can do it. That I mean, that actually could, yeah, could totally if, make if, sense. Even if she doesn't know it's her dad or anything like that. Right. Like the way she talks to Vader in A New Hope is sick. Um, <laughs> so that's our episode, and yeah, I I loved it. I was just like, Oof. I, I loved yeah, it. That's great. Uh, yeah. That's great. Adam, any any real quick like final last thoughts? Uh, I sorry, I, I'm I'll just I'll be. The last I'm wrapping up. I have a, a thing I've got to I've got to go into, but I would I want to get every chance of like final thoughts or like predictions. And also, Adam, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. Uh, 
I just love talking about the wars. Uh, but I think uh, predictions. I don't want to even. Uh, I mean, like obviously he's gonna end up on Tatooine, um, and Leia's gonna be fine. Uh, but I think I just I'm looking forward to the next three episodes. I have really no idea yeah. what's happening totally. next. Um, obviously there's gonna be something on uh in the Inquisitor- uh, uh Fortress Inquisitorious. Um, there are gonna be elements of that. I just. I'm really just enjoying it. I'm 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 looking forward yeah. to next week. I'm I, I'm so happy it's Saturday because that means that Wednesday is very. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I hope we get more Inquisitors because I want the big lady um, yeah. from the comic books yeah. uh, and uh, the video game. Uh, my assumption, I'm leaning towards. I absolutely don't think Rafe is going to have a quote unquote turning point. Uh, but I could totally see her yeah. fighting Darth Vader in, in an evil way. Yeah. But I think the big fight's going to be between her and Obi-Wan, and then Obi-Wan kills her. Um, very curious to see how that goes. Um, maybe she even goes rogue on her own and kills the other Inquisitor invented for the show. Fun stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I've, I, just like I have no idea what's going to happen next episode. I think we're going to see a lot of patching up, and maybe maybe it's going to be a slower episode maybe i'm okay with a flashback i don't know i it'll be like that's one thing like i think if you're gonna put a a flashback that's next episode where you get to see uh anakin and obi-wan together in like the clone wars attire uh again i would be okay with ahsoka showing up in this for sure um like if it's gonna be a a weirdly de-aged rosario dawson or or be like it'd be really cool and i don't think it's gonna happen it'd be really nice if like ashley x science like the young version of ahsoka but i don't think that's gonna happen but i'd be really cool if it was the john krasinski of ahsoka casting but not the same oh i have stories (laughs) (laughs) um i think maybe we're gonna get some flashbacks i feel like obi-wan is probably gonna be really pissed off at tala um probably because he lost Leia, but also because he would be lashing yep. out at um, everybody because yeah. he's going to be real mad at himself right now. But yeah, I'm just excited to be along for the ride. I Hell feel yeah. supported by this show and secure in, oh, man. in the like I'm on a vehicle and I think the the wheels yeah. are going to stay on. Remember you how know? confused we were at episode three of Boba Fett? This is like <laughs> not the same at all. No, this is like, okay, we're continuing right. to watch this. Yeah. Uh, let's let's go do another quick round of plugs. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Tim Lanning. Uh, uh, like I said last time, I just started another hit uh, apocalyptic uh, f- sci-fi sh- uh, podcast about the hit series Left Behind called Tribulation Farce. Check that out. Um, Pat, how about you? I'm at the Pat Edwards. My website is thepatedwards.com. You can see all my books and podcasts and things that I'm doing there. And also, I'm going to kick it over. Adam, thank you so much for joining us. Consider yeah. this. I, I'm going to speak for the group and say, if you watch any of the few, last couple episodes and you're like, I want to come and talk about this, open door. Yeah, I, totally. I appreciate sure. that. Thank you. Um, I, oh, and I guess I should plug myself. Uh, last time is uh, at Adam Lance Garcia on Twitter. Uh, and if you kind of like my opinions on storytelling, you can find my books on Amazon.com. Just uh, type in Adam Lance Garcia, or you can listen to my audio drama podcast, The Green Llama. All eight episodes okay, are good. now on all the podcast apps that you listen to. Definitely, everyone, uh, go thank Adam for being here by doing all of those things. Uh, Jane, do you have anything? Uh, 
nothing much except that if you are at all interested in starting to watch clone or star wars the clone wars you can go to uh, clonewars.watch for an accelerated clone wars watch list that hits as many as the highs and as few of the lows as possible <laughs> radical well we will see you all next week thank you so much for tuning in i still don't have a sign off phrase but i guess i'll say this is the way i don't know bye we are who you made us we are <laughs> who you made true. us <laughs>